Is this Vague Radio? It's live from the Gator Community. Ronnie Barber with you. I'm fully formed. I just was watching uh, Sky News this morning. Kay Burley's hands are massive. I think you still get her. I think she's still on the... I just was watching it there and just thinking, her hands are massive. I'll tell you how big her hands are. They look as... Hands are, that's the thing in the the House of Commons. They look as big as uh, Prince Charles. You know how Prince Charles got these big sausage fingers? Well, Kay Burley's hands are not sausage fingers, but when I don't know where it's a camera perspective, but when she's looking at the thing, her hands just like they're going to come out, like, you know, the 3D thing. It's like they're going to come out. And get their massive hands. And she's quite diminutive. You know, she's, I think she's probably about 5'4". Um, she was in shep- uh, shepherd skin. She was in leopard skin today. But her hands, I just, I was mesmerised by her hands. Oh, Taylor's back in touch. Uh, this is ridiculous. That's what she's going to do. Uh, yet again, I get to listen. Well, that's good for me, uh, Taylor, but uh, still I'm not allowed to go back to work and not being paid. I'm off to the East of England showground to get tested negative so I can try and claim £500 off the council. Well, good luck, mate. I think it's ridiculous that you, uh, you're you negative and I don't understand why your your isolation is so long. When they bin when they bin me, when they told me, uh, they said it was only given. I was I was five days isolation. That's all I got. Uh, you're in touch with. Uh, you're in touch. You uh, can get in touch. Oh seven eight four nine four five three five eight seven. I've put up a couple of things on Facebook already. Our street so posh. Dot dot dot. And the song repost today is well. Don't do it then. Get a song, and then just add to it, uh, the the words. Well, don't do it then. Hey, Carol's here, everybody. Morning, Carol. Oh, Carol. Hi, Carol. I was listening to Neil Sedaka last night. 
Uh, we had a great show on Saturday. We had some fun, didn't we? We had some fun on Saturday. I've got to do a bit more of that, by the way, even during the week. I just realised I've kind of, I don't know why I'm, I'm doing a show that, um, you know, to try and appeal. I mean, I'm just going to do a show. You know, there's no plan to this. Uh, morning, Carl, just do that one. Uh, uh, today, uh, loads of things. I want to talk about the man who's grown, uh, it's got so hot you can grow bananas. Strange people at strange questions. Some Monday. Strange people, strange, oh dear God. Yeah, I would turn over now. Uh, strange questions people on the internet ask. All right, I'm going to do that. On this day, in 1970, was it 74? Uh, the hustle got to number one. Was there a dance to this? Can anybody remember? If there was a dance that went along, it sounds like it should do a hustle. I feel like I should do some kind of sweepy thing with my feet. Do the hustle! Do the hustle! Nineteen seventy-five, number one in America. On this day, 
It does. It certainly sounds like a film track as well. There must have, there must have been a film. That's Van McCoy. He went on to start his own van rental company. Very good, Van McCoy. Uh, for all your van needs, Kevin Van Morrison. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. They all started their own van companies. If you need a van, then you need a McCoy. The Van McCoy. Uh, that idiot, uh, Sajid Javid, do you think we'll ever get to a stage? Do you think we'll actually ever say the words, I wish Matt Hancock was back? Do you think we'll ever get to that? Because I'm starting to wonder if this buffoon is uh, fit. Well, he's not fit for purpose, all right? He's definitely not. Uh, Health Secretary Sajid Javid uh, apologised for a deeply insensitive tweet suggesting people should not cower from COVID. All right. He's apologised for a tweet suggesting, you know, good on him for apologising, but how the hell did that tweet get out? All right. This guy has three or four people in the background. Probably most of them would be writing his tweets for him. He'll write his own occasionally. But somebody signed off on that word cower. That wasn't an accidental because if you're, if you're going to have a wee bit of a pop, um, we will not be restricted by this uh, thing. We, you know, we won't get, we won't be, you know, forced. It's all different words. He picked cower, cowardly. He said it was a poor choice of words, and I sincerely apologise. Yeah, well, in the old days, your arse would be out the window, son. You would be gone, all right? But the fact is that we don't have anybody else apart from bringing back Hancock and his missus. In the message posted a day earlier, uh, Javid announced he'd made a full recovery. Hallelujah, well done. A lot of us have got friends. I've got a mate who's in, in induced coma, as far as I know. I haven't heard anything for four days. Um, from a corona, uh, coronavirus infection, he said his symptoms were very mild thanks to the amazing vaccines. Please, if you haven't got your jab, as we learn to live with it, rather than cower, like cowards, from this virus, he added. But Javid was forced to apologise. What was great about this was the fact that he had to apologise because the internet gets stuck into him. He got everybody just piled on and just went, and I'm not a big believer in the pile. The next door's got his... Short shorts on, oh my God. No, it's across the way. It's a guy across the way. God, I can see where he's sticking his vegetables. My goodness. If Alphonse, mind you, Alphonse is locked up at the moment. If the committee see those shorts. On Sunday, he tweeted, I was expressing gratitude that the vaccines help us fight back as a society. But it was a poor choice of word and I said, yeah, poor choice of word. And I sincerely apologise. The problem is, you see, if you tweet something like that, if you did something, you'd get fired from your job. If you'd done that, if I'd done that as a radio presenter, saying, oh, yeah, we've got to stop cowering to this, um, this whole thing, we would have been, we'd been gone. But not this lot. No, they stay, they cling to the wreckage. Like many, I have lost uh, loved ones uh, to this awful virus and would never minimise its impact. You just did, you idiot. And the fact that you're sort of, you know, I've got full recovery. Well done. There's going to be lots of young people who are not going to get vaccinated because precisely of these kind of things you're saying. And the anti-vaxxer campaign at the weekend, did you see that ex-nurse saying it's like the Nuremberg trial? It's just horrible. Not only, uh, this is the uh, co-founder of COVID-19 Bereaved Families for Justice, uh, Joe God Goodman, said, Mr Javid's original comment was deeply insensitive on a number of levels. I don't know why my voice went up like that, but it just did. 
Not only are they hurtful to bereaved families, implying our loved ones were too cowardly to fight the virus, but they insult all those still doing their best, yes, to protect us from devastation from this horrific virus can bring. Words matter and flippancy. Well, that's lot are just flipping. You know, we've got the head flipper. Uh, you had flippy, flappy, floppy um, Johnson. Uh, and the carelessness of his comment has caused deep hurt and further muddied the waters of the government's dangerous mixed messaging. It's mixed messaging, but they've become real experts at it. You can get in touch with me if you want. Uh, Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. Text 81333. I nearly did. That was the CAMS number. 07849 453587. 07849 453587. I did that on Saturday. I, I did the start your message with CAM. It gets kind of it's like a body, it's like a muscle. You, you never end, you never lose the, the ability to start the muscle up. Uh, still to come, strange things uh, people ask on the internet. Ava Perron's dead. Well, she died in 1952, but I think. I've got a chance to play a song that sort of. But she's definitely dead. Alright, just to let you know, she's dead.
first prize in the competition today is a look at Barbara Streisand's extensions plans. A secret, but I've managed to get a copy of her new extension. She lives in New York and she's going to get extension. She wants a conservatory, one of, the, one of those clean, uh, easy roof ones. You know, you clean the roof very easily. So that's first prize uh, today if you want to take part in the competition. Barbara Streisand's, well, I look at you can't have them. Extension plans. Big Radio UK, uh, I'm Ronnie Barber. This is Fully Formed Live from the Gated Community. Uh, the only radio station that's dedicated to uh, the Gated Community community. Oh, uh, we have had another gold medal. Uh, Petey got in. And then, um, who else? Oh, yeah, uh, Tom Daly uh, was in the doubles off the diving thingy. He's just been, uh, he's just got a gold with him. That's brilliant. I think he's, he's dying to get a gold. Fantastic. We get really into it yesterday. I was watching the jiu-jitsu jiu yesterday. Or anyway, it's a martial arts. No martial. I couldn't see a martial anywhere. I didn't see any badges or any hats. But the martial arts was fantastic. You just kick each other. It's brilliant. It's like a night out at a Glasgow disco. Man uh, decides that it's hot enough to grow his own bananas. Britain's so hot, man uh, finally grows bananas in his garden after trying for 30 years. He's been trying for 30 years. He sounds like a kind of an Olympic competitor. I've been trying, I've been trying so much to grow bananas. The scorching heat in Britain has allowed persistent gardener Daniel Emlyn Jones. He's 48. 48, Daniel. Yeah, so you've been trying to grow bananas since you were 18. Aye. Oh, that's a long time. Do you try it? Well, I can grow other stuff. I've got pears and grapes. But bananas, that's been your big thing. Aye, I've been trying to get the bananas. Now you got them, eh? That's great work. Um, he's been failing since 1990. So, 1990. Yeah, so that would, would figure, wouldn't it? Um, he first began in 1990 when he planted a hardy banana variety called Musa, Musa Bazju in his back garden, but after years and years of failure, he took the chance and planted some in his south-facing front garden this summer, which have finally borne fruit. Fantastic! He's got bananas in his front garden, that's not a euphemism. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Taylor said uh, Van Halen, other vans, yeah. <laughs> He's growing bananas in his front garden. It was a bit pathetic. Um, so I planted it to a sunnier spot and it started to multiply. And I can see the bananas. The, 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 the pods are massive, about like Kaybilly's hands. I put some of the plants in the front garden because it's so facing and gets lots of sun. I think they'd really liked it because they got very big. Well, that's a sign. Um, I'm no gardener, sir, but that's a sign, I think, that they do like it. They love that, the, you know, if they get big. Mr. Emily Joe said he used to wrap the plants to protect them from frost, but then stopped doing this and noticed they would continue to grow fine. Initially, I protected them and I put leaves around it for years and years, but these days, I just leave them and they grow. Most bananas die just because they get the frost. Ah, oh, you get the frost. Oh, if you get the frost, I've caught the frost a couple of times and it's not nice. But there are some that can withstand the frost. Yeah, bananas that can withstand the frost. That's evolution for you. All you people who don't think who think dinosaurs didn't exist, proof there, my friends, that they did. That evolution happens. They do need a lot of fertilizer, though, to get them to flower and fruit is quite unusual. 
and rather fun. I thought it'd be quite nice for people to outside to see because they're quite elegant. They are elegant. I hope more people grow this and other hardy varieties of a banana na na Banana na. Uh, the fruit is edible, but uh, Emlyn Jones plans to grow the blue Jabba banana in future, which can be eaten as an ice cream and has an ice cream consistency. Oh, yeah, beauty. We've got an expert in. You've always got to get an expert in, haven't you? If you don't get an expert in, then there's no point. It says, uh, you're botanic gardener from Oxford and head of horticulture, Mark Brent. It's Brent. Said he has respect for Mr. Emily Jones for trying to grow something more adventurous and exotic in Oxford. Speaking about how the Musa Bazuji grown, they're well known to grow in milder coastal gardens from Cornwall to Kent and northwards to southwest Scotland. Wow! Scotland can grow bananas. You can take our land, but you can't take where bananas. Uh, what's his name? Mick Jagger, born on this day in 1943. So what does that make? A 40? 75? Is he 75? Hang on, 75, 43. 43. Can you imagine Mick Jagger, 43? Uh, 2021, uh, 43. I should have done this pre-thing. 45, 7. He's 78! Jagger's 78! Can you believe that? Oh, I want a birthday present. I want a banana. I love a banana. Didn't he like a Mars bar? Didn't he have a thing with Mars bars once? Him and Marianne Faithful. That might be alleged. That's alleged.
Radio. Good morning to you. Have you just joined me? 07849453587. Mr. Donegan's just joined us. Hey, Marcus, uh, did you get, did you get your? Um, he had to clip some wheat the other day. He goes out with his clippers and strimmer and he clips some. I think that. And then uh, Arlene's dived in and said she thinks Scotland's got bananas. Scotland might have its own bananas, so I'm going to check that out. Scotland's. I'll, I'll check out later on. I won't check out just now because there's too much to do. Uh, the old bugger moment uh, for uh, somebody today is, uh, is is really quite a sad one as well because uh, it's the Dutch rider who thought she had won her uh, race in the, in the old uh, thingy, you know, the old uh, cycling. The, minute, the moment a Dutch cyclist thinks she had won the Olympic gold only to find out seconds later that her rival had already crossed the line minutes before. It's not funny, but it is. A Dutch cyclist, Annemiek uh, van Kluten, she's at Van Vluten, Van Kluten, Van Vluten. She must have her own van company as well, Van Vluten, the Dutch. Um, threw her hands in the air to, in celebration as she crossed the finish line thinking she'd, she'd done all the things and she got it right and she hadn't got it right. She hadn't, uh, her, her, yeah. Uh, when she came second, riders in the Olympic races do not have the assistance of radio, and that makes it difficult to know where they're... See, this is why it's better. It's a bit like golfers should never know what the course is going to be like in front of them. You know, they get, golfers get loads of uh, notes about what is, you know, the wind and all this and how far from the front of the green. I think it would be better if they played like real people. She threw in her hands in the air like she just didn't care. She crossed the finish line, thinking she'd managed to secure a gold medal, but Van Fluten, Van Fluten had not realised Austrian Anna Kaisenhofer had already finished the race and a minute and 10, 15 seconds later. Van Fluten's elation turned to dejection after she's told you, oh, bless her. She broke down tears. Well, you would, wouldn't you? She thought she didn't nail, but why did she not realise somebody was up front? Did she, did she switch off? Uh, the Dutch rider, who had been the pre-race favourite and set her sights on a goal, sprinted away in the closing stage from the chasing bunch to cross the line with a broad smile. She had it, but all right, she didn't concentrate, did you? Van Fluten. She'd been unaware of an earlier break by Kaisenhofer, uh, a mathematician from Austria. Well, that's, well, if you're going to get beaten, make sure it's by a mathematician from... Uh, she rode... Uh, Heis, Kaisenhofer went ahead, just went, I'm, 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 I've gone. I'm away. I, I've got my tea to get, so my mum wants me in early tonight. Riders in the Olympic races cannot, do not have the assistance of radio, so the peloton were oblivious to Kaisenhofer's dramatic 41 kilometre. She went at 41 kilometres, which saw the Austrian cross the line in the first uh, place. Yeah, I thought I'd won. I was wrong, Van Fluten tearfully reports, uh, told reporters. I feel very stupid when I found out. We're talking here about miscommunication, miscommunication, meaning them. I didn't know what the situation was, but neither did the rest. Others, and it wasn't just her though, others in the road had also failed to remember that Kaisenhofer was ahead. Van Fluten, uh, two minutes of glasses called Flutes, Flutens, Flutes. Van Fluten's uh, teammate and defending champion, Anna Van, another Van, there must be a lot of Van companies in Dutchland. I think they're probably, yeah. Anna van der Breggen also thought she'd won. So did Britain's Leslie Dingdon, who told the BBC the best person won the race. Annie Mech was clearly the strongest. Turns out she it wasn't so clear. She wasn't the strongest. 
So Kaisenhofer won the race, and bless her, the, uh, the other one didn't win the race. Van Fluten didn't get it. So just in case, uh, here's a warning. This is public service broadcasting at its very finest. When you just think that you have won a race, check there's nobody in front of you, okay? Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Pretend that I'm missing the lips I am missing And hope that my dreams will come true And then while I'm away I'll ride home every day And I'll send all my loving to you All my loving Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Tomorrow I'll miss you Remember I'll always be true And then while I'm away I'll ride home every day And I'll send all my loving to you All my loving Today's song repost is uh, add the words, well, don't do it then, to a song a title and see what you end up with, okay? So add the words, well, don't do it then, to a song title. I went with uh, Love Hurts. Well, don't do it then. Uh, you could have had, uh, what was that? Love Really Hurts Without You. Well, don't do it then. Mind you, I've said, if love really hurts, then, you know, stop. That's my sexual advice for today. There you go. Sex advice from... Dr. Marjorie Barber. Uh, Alan Brocklebanks, uh, uh, Steve Jackson said, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Well, don't do it then. Uh, Andy Gelder said, uh, Slave to the rhythm. Slave to the rhythm. Well, don't do it then. I can't stand up for falling down to the ring. Well, don't do it then. Andy, said, Andy Gelder says, Cry me a river. Well, don't do it then. Love hurts. Don't. I can't dance. Well, don't do it then. Uh, Alan Brock about, don't get fooled again. Well, don't do it again. Right. Uh, Tamir says, everything I do, I do it for you. Well, don't do it then. Nice one, Tamir. Uh, what am I going to give you now? Oh, do you want to know where you are on uh, the, uh, the, you want to become king or the queen? You want to know? Because Meghan and Harry's uh, daughter, Lilibet, oh, bless her, Lilibet, um, She's not really on the uh, the bill then for, for getting the getting the queenship, no, because apparently there's it's just been published. 
Uh, Meghan and Harry's daughter Lilibet is still missing from the royal line of succession seven weeks after she was born. Lilibet Diana Mountbatten Windsor is uh, the eighth in line to throne. Uh, she was born in June. It's a lovely wee baby, but she's not been added to the royal birth uh, birth uh, families royal family's line of succession. Listed on the official website. That's disgraceful. Uh, but the royal family's uh, website is yet to re recognise it. The website, which helps keep the public up to date on matters relating to the House of Windsor, still lists Prince Andrew's. What? <laughs> wow. Imagine if uh, Prince Andrew's... Come on, let's not do that. Imagine Prince Andrew was the king. Andrew's still eighth in line, and Harry and Meghan's daughter is still absent. Uh, when her cousin Prince Louis was, Louis was uh, born, the second son of Prince William and Kate Midland, his name was added to the list just 12 days after the... Well, they're definitely not going to know that. So here's the line of succession for you. Let me just uh, get some decent uh, sort of uh, background for this. Uh, yeah, let's go there. Right then, if you want to be the king or the queen of the UK, you've got these people before you. At number one, you've got the Prince of Wales. Number two, the Duke of Cambridge. Number three, Prince George of Cambridge. Princess Charlotte of Cambridge. Cambridge doing really well. Prince Louis of Cambridge. The Duke of Sussex. Is that Edward? Yeah, I think it's Edward. Uh, but he's not going to be given the Duke of Edinburgh. There's some kind of thing going on there. Uh, Master Archie Mountbatten-Windsor. Is that... Yeah. That must be... Is it? Uh, the Duke of York is number eight. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Can we just see your references before you get the gig, mate? Any, uh, anybody, uh, any problems in your past? Princess Beatrice. Princess, Princess Eugenie. Master Augustus Brooksbank. Who the heck? Augustus Brooks. Oh, no. Master August. Brooks Bank. They're Earl of Wessex. No, is that Andrew Edward? I can never remember. The uh, Viscount Severn. He's at 13, you think he would be at seven. The Lady Louise Mountbatten Windsor. The Princess Royal, that's uh, the Queen of Scotland. Mr. Peter Phillips. <laughs> Miss Savannah Phillips, Mrs. Isla Phillips, Miss Isla, and Mrs. Michael Tyndall. Oh, that's, what's her name, Princess Anne's? So you've got 30 people, or 19 at least. So you're not gonna get it, all right? You're just not gonna become the king or the queen. You've got all the, well, they're not gonna die all of a sudden. They're not gonna have, this, have them in the same room, like one of those disaster movies. In fact, I don't think the royal family actually are allowed to travel on the same plane. I know that's going to be upsetting to you this morning, that you're never going to be king or queen, but live with it. You've got good... Well, some of you get good health. On this day, Ava Perron, her from... Not the one with shoes, that's Imelda Marcos. I don't know if she, I think she is dead. Uh, but Ava Perron died, and she still died, uh, 26th of July, 1952. 
And I was trying to think of what to play for this one. Um, I was going to play Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, but I thought this was better. I like this song anyway. Mate misericordiae Vita dulce no espes mostrar Salve, salve, regina Somebody said, uh, apparently the Beatles were playing in stereo. In mono, not stereo. Is that you, Taylor? I've got a clue. It was a mono version, so maybe that's... Just sit closer to the speaker, mate. Take out with the management. Oh, what a circus. Oh, what a show. Argentina has gone to town over the death of an actress called Ava Perón. We've all gone crazy. Morning all day and morning all night falling over ourselves. That's how to go when they're ringing your curtain down. Demand to be buried like Ava Perón. It's quite a sunset and good for the country. In a roundabout way, we've made the front pages of all the world's papers today. But who is this Santa Evita? Why all this howling? What kind of goddess has lived among us? How will we ever get by without her? Down your people, Evita. You were supposed to have been immortal. That's all they wanted. Not much to ask for. But in the end, you could not deliver. Evita. Evita died and is still dead on the 26th of July 1952. I wonder what it's like to live under a dictator. What do you think, everybody? What's it like when you have no recourse to your government? Any thoughts? 
you know, because that's what Eva Peron was like. That's why, um, what's his name? Was it, wasn't, was it Che Guevara? Was it Che Guevara? No, well, anyway, one of the ones we're Barry. Not a French, Mike. No, not French, no. Um, no, what was going to say? Uh, I did this as well. Our street's so posh, dot, dot, dot. Ivy says, I have to wipe my feet on the way out of the house. Uh, Taylor says, until the Benmen bin men arrive and leave the rubbish in the road behind them. You have to put on a shirt and tie, says Donegan. All the dogs wear nappies. <laughs> Chris Payne, I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know you're living in the street, a uh, posh street. That's, uh, let me just give somebody a, a wee bit of a shout. Well, that's lovely. Uh, Neil Weiss, ex-producer of my top lot. Uh, the street lights are chandeliers. Chandeliers. Every time you say chandeliers, what's the thing? If I say chandeliers to you right now, what are you thinking? Fools and horses, aren't you? Yeah, I know. Uh, yes. And he uh, says the, the cars, Neil says the cars have to be parked in doilies. Hey, it's, hey everybody, it's Gareth King's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Gareth. Uh, a man I met, well, uh, through the radio. I'd, I've never really kind of uh, got in touch with him. Um, but I met him through the radio, which is lovely, isn't it? And he, he, he kind of, you know, he's not a stalker. No, he's not a stalker. Uh, here's my next guy, uh, a new, brand new feature. I've been bringing new features in on every old morning. Oops, it's the phone down. Hang on. Have I missed any, um, anybody's text? I don't think. Oh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, weird th questions people ask on the internet. Can I get married in my garden? I thought this read, can I get married to my garden? Unfortunately, you're unable to legally marry uh, in your garden in England, Wales, or Northern Ireland. Weddings must take in a place in a venue. Pay taking a place. And, uh, so I'm given a full... And, so that's not really a weird question. Why did I put that up as a weird question? Can I... Oh, I know. I think I did think, can I get married to my garden? Okay, I'll just write that down. Uh, my little dicta machine. My little uh, dictaphone. Is it there? I'll message yourself. Read first. Thank you. Uh, but there are other things that we can talk about. We could talk about the fact that estate agents uh, to charge potential buyers 30 quid just to view a property in an attempt to weed out time wasters and nosy neighbours. <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever gone and... I wouldn't bother. But that, that's... I always... When I put my house up for sale years ago, I, I reckon there was something, you know, people would just come around to have a look at... See, you know, well, I'm a minor major celebrity. They wanted to see what sort of uh, slum um, house I lived in. And uh, they came around and some... I, I must have about 30 people viewing my house. I had to give them autograph. Big story out of Scotland. Mr Whippy Ramy. Uh, Rami is uh, a bit of a commotion. Mr. Whippy Rami in Scott's ice cream shop leaves staff in tears. An irate couple launched a tirade of abuse when they were told the ice cream machine wasn't at the Pokey Hat Parlour. <laughs> oh, the Pokey Hat Parlour. That's what you want. If you're going to go for an ice cream in open, go to the Pokey Hat. Hey, I've just been for an ice cream. Where? In Oban. There are many good ones. Well, there are, but there's only one pokey hat parlour. Um, staff at the popular ice cream parlour were left in tears after being abused by a couple demanding a Mr Whippy. <laughs> 
the irate pair launched a tirade of abuse when they were told the ice cream machine wasn't on the Pokey Hat Parlour, wasn't on at the Pokey Hat Parlour. Despite there, despite there being dozens of uh, offers, flavours on offer, the couple swore and banged on the counter. I want a Worcester Whippy, you ba- Just get me a Whippy, you ba- I'm not leaving here till you get me a Worcester Whippy. And I want a flake in it. And some raspberry... Owner Roseanne uh, McKenzie has now been forced to install CCTV in her shop after a spate of incidents with disgruntled tourists during the recent heatwave. The popular family business makes its own ice cream seat. It was the Pokey Hat Parlour, isn't it? Um, the, the, the customers queue around the block for a cone. Ros- Roseanne McKenzie, 48, said the behaviour of some tourists makes her feel as if she's selling drugs. You're probably better. She runs a shop with her husband, Alex, 57. He's 57. What age is she? She's 48. We bit of an age difference there, eh? All right, nine years. Wouldn't have happened there, eh? Uh, Alex, 57. And, and she, with her daughters, 23, and Olivia, 20. Uh, she said she was stunned when they returned from work in, tier, uh, in tears on t- Tuesday. Writing in the shop's Facebook page, she says, I literally can't believe it. I ju- I've just had my two daughters in home at home, in tears, after the abuse they got. They suffered in the shop this evening. A man and a woman, shouting, swearing and punching the counter because they missed their whip, the whippy machine wasn't on. Have I now got to employ security staff for an ice cream shop? I think you missed it. You, you might have to. Roseanne said some customers need to think about their behaviour before, <laughs> taking out their frustrations on their staff. The family makes their own ice cream from scratch and Alex starts boiling up fresh milk and cream at 7am. Well, she, this is what I mean. She goes through a lot. But maybe you've just got to put your Mr. Whip. Why was the Mr. Whipping machine no on? I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear at this point uh, that Oban is a lovely community-minded town. We all look out for, out for each other and these people are travelling up here and treating people like dirt. Uh, so it's uh, today's, uh, to Tuesday's uh, incident began when the two customers told they couldn't get it. Uh, Roseanne, all right, she explains why the Mr. Whipping Machine is not on. It's just easier with COVID to avoid touching handles. Ah, it has to be cleaned after every use and it's easier for us to sell the freshly made ice cream with a scoop. All right. But the explanation seemed to uh, tip the customers over the edge. So if you're going to open to buy from the Pokey Hat Parlour, the PHP, that's not an illness, is it? You can get PHP somewhere. Anyway, don't go, just go for the, look, forget about the Mr. Whippy, get Mr. Whippy from the van. On this day, uh, 26th of July, 2006, I don't know how this is going to sit with you. The final edition of Top of the Pots was recorded at BBC Television Centre in London. Just under 200 members of the public were in the audience for the show, which was co-hosted by veteran disc jockey, Sir Jimmy Savile who was its very first presenter. Classic performances from the Spice Girls, Juan, Madonna, Beyonce Knowles, Beyonce Knowles been going up, yeah, I suppose she has, Robbie Williams featured on the show, The Rolling Stones, who were the very first band to appear on Top of the Pops on New Year's Day in 1964. Now, the only thing that spoiled that was the bastard Jimmy Savile. But that was, so this day, there would be a phone-in for another day, I won't do it today. But that would be a phone-in for another day, is uh, were you ever a part of the audience uh, for Top of the Pops? I think you had to, you know, did you have to write in or something? 
Because it never went anywhere other than television centre for the whole thing. Badfinger. I think I did a phone in about Badfinger once. I can't remember. I think it's something to do with parts of the body uh, that you could. Uh, could you build a rock and roll uh, body? I think we did that. Uh, you listen to Vague Radio into the last uh, nine minutes. I'll be back tonight for our Facebook Live where we have a bit of fun and uh, frolics. Uh, there's a lot of frolicking. Yeah. Uh, where I'm live from the Gator community again. I don't leave the Gator community and I'm certainly not leaving it. Well, I've got to get into town today to get my uh, t- uh, tyre changed because, uh, uh, well, not change, it's my bicycle. I keep puncturing, you know what, the story, I keep puncturing my my tyres, and I don't know why. So my mountain bike I'm taking in today uh, to see if uh, they'll fix it. Because uh, I like the mountain bike, I like an off-road. I'm a bit of an off-piece kind of guy, you know what I mean? I like, yeah, I, I, I like road racing, yeah, but I, I like a bit of off-road. Yeah, because I'm rugged. Well, that's just because I'm in the, uh, you know, very, you know, I'm at the front of the queue. Hey, slap it on. 
Britain's first makeup store for men has just opened. So could it spare Henry Deeds? He's the author. It blushes when he popped in for a makeover. Right, okay. Um, so it's the first one that you can go in and they'll put a... You can get concealer, a light dusting with a powder puff here. Uh, we, we chaps with rescue remedies to fall back and up until now it is. So he, he's had his face turned... Mind you, he's rugged. His face is a bit dodgy looking. I don't mean dodgy, just he's a bit rugged. Um, I don't know. Do women do women want men with makeup on? Do we want to spend the, amount, the same amount of time getting ready? Oh, uh, Arlene says, I love a pokey hat. Yeah, I love a pokey hat too. The pokey hat parlour, that's where you can go. Don't ask for Mr Whippy, just ask for the ice cream. Uh, the male sex has been a one-way route to feminism for years now. Just look at the, those himbos on Love Island. Himbos, they call them himbos now. Waxed and shaved. Um... The statistics are there to prove it. A poll commissioned by YouGov revealed roughly 1 in 20 British men now wear makeup. Could you imagine trying to do Stainton's face with makeup? If you were putting on, like, foundation, that would take, like, three days to put it all on. You'd have to be on it, that massive face. Uh, 20 British men, 1 in 20, now wear makeup, with 1 in 50 wearing it on a weekly basis, and 1 in 50, 100 wearing it daily. Whisper it, but chances are your man's been using your Max Factor. Max Factor mascara behind you. Warpaint, the name of the shop, is the brainchild of Danny Gray, 36. He's a former salesman who's been putting on uh, makeup since he's 14. I don't have any problem. I just don't think I'll be, I'd be good with it. I've tried moisturising my face, but it goes lumpy in my face. Moisturise, you know that stuff you get? It's not aftershave balm. But you know that one? It, yeah, it, but it just, I can, I can peel it off later on. It doesn't seem to go into my skin. It's probably because I'm thick-skinned. I'm in radio, because, you know, so I've, I've had to develop a thick skin. Yeah, it's called Warpaint the Shop. And it's the first store dedicated to makeup for men. You'll have to go in there. I, I don't know how you got in without anybody going, what are you doing that? Good on you. Danny points out a few blobs around my right cheek. Alcohol damage? Nah, it's nothing. Everyone has those. Danny says sweetly, lying through his immaculate, yeah, uh, yeah, alcohol damage, yeah, blobs around your right cheek. If you get a bit, mm, yeah, if you see somebody with a kind of pinky purple nose, there's probably a reason for that. I've got to get one more song and let me just check up, uh, uh, what's it? Oh, um, Gareth uh, just messaged me and says, uh, Ronnie, uh, married life must feel like living under dictatorship at times. Thankfully, I don't have that problem. Yeah, always remember to keep up your prenup. Yeah, I've never signed a prenup. And you think I would, but me being a, a minor major celebrity. Hey, Chris Payne's just got commented. A what? No, you can't call them that, Chris. Well done. Because people want to make up, wear makeup. Be wokey. Uh, top, top 10 signs your house is in a posh street. Every house is an electric charger. Andy Gossett, a, a crash, uh, a crash. Is a, a car in the is a car in an accident? Yes, I've had a car crash. I'm going to get another song. Um, I was watching a bit of a documentary the other night there about uh, um, Glenn Campbell. Uh, when you got you get dementia, so I, I played it. What a great artist he was. I've been walking these streets so long, singing. Same old song I know every crack In these dirty sidewalks Of Broadway 
Where hustle's the name of the game And nice guys get washed away Like the snow and the rain There's been a load of compromising On the road to my horizon But I'm gonna be where the lights are shining on me Like a rhinestone Glenn Campbell, fantastic documentary about uh, his life with the diagnosis of Alzheimer's. He didn't last that long once his diagnosis. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I'm going to overrun today because uh, I've been talking too much and playing too much music, which is absolutely fine. Thank you very much for listening to me today. I'll be back tomorrow between nine and ten. I hope you can join me because um, I'll probably be I'll probably be brilliant again tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I can't help it. Some days I'm just brilliant. Other days I'm not. Uh, but I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tonight on Facebook Live for some fun and uh, fur rollicks. If you want to email me, it's ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. You can uh, and text as well. I'll, I'll have a look at the text when, the, when I'm off here as well. Uh, it's 7 487 You have a great day and uh, wear a mask. Just let's get this done. Let's get it sorted. You made all of what to the mall. When you see it, I will see you tomorrow, my petit pois. My tears feel like rain. Ain't that a shame? You're the one to blame. You broke my heart when you see it. We'll part. Ain't that a shame? My tears feel like rain. Ain't that a shame?
Ain't that a shame My tears feel like rain Feel like 